Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, the Sixers are a loser franchise and they'll never win anything as long as I'm alive. So I, I could care less what they have to say. The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sideline Summit. I'm Antonio Perez, joined as always by Danny Cole, DC. UPenn's finest, and then we got Chris Culture, CB, Culture Boy. We got another great episode for you guys today. The Miami Heat have just moved on to the NBA Finals for the second time in four years, and the first eighth seed since the New York Knicks back in 98, I believe, with uh, Patrick Ewing in the gang. Uh, and they'll be taking on Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets in their first ever Finals appearance. Um, so we'll be talking about all that. We'll be talking about the losing team. Uh, on the other end of this, which is the Boston Celtics. We talked about the Lakers. Don't forget about the Lakers. Don't forget about the Lakers, La- man. Uh, Danny, if you would uh, not cut me off for five seconds. We talked about the Lakers last week, so if you want to go check that out, it is the last episode uh, that we posted. If you're on YouTube, you can find it right on the channel. Make sure you subscribe and like while you're here. Uh, if you're listening to an audio platform, again, it's the previous episode. Make sure you download, like, give us a five-star rating, and then vice versa. Head on to the other platform and show love. Um, and then at the end, we're going to be make we're going to be playing a game. We're going to draft ringless players all time. So, for example, if this was a dunk contest, like I would take Levine first, and then Chris would take Aaron Gordon. Danny would take Michael Jordan, and then he'd get the it'll go snake order and, and whatever. But with that, so far down the road, um, we're going to get into good summits. Plummets can be anything. Danny, you weren't with us last week, so we can start with you. Danny, how are you doing, man? It's officially time that all three of our teams are in Cancun. So that is a plummet for all three of us. All three of the teams are in Cancun. They're living it up. Uh, they're shooting some hoops down in Cancun. They're enjoying the weather. My best player puts in work in the offseason. He has to eat cheeseburgers like James Harden. Best believe. My, my Harden favorite is no player is coming. Sixer. Uh, well, it, it applies to both of them. My best player is going to be winning MVP next year. So... We're chilling. We good. Not if Nikola Jokic has anything to say about it. Uh, okay. Just uh, no Joel Embiid ain't getting his way. <laughs> he's not. Yeah, 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 we know. Oh, we know. We know. We know. He's not getting in nobody's way. I think LeBron has a better chance than Embiid to win MVP next year. Yeah, that ain't happening. <laughs> Insert that picture of Antonio Brown and Mike Tomlin. You know that ain't happening. <laughs> Both ain't going to meet the game requirements. Uh, but, Danny, you can give us a summit, man. Please just give us something to be happy about. My summit, uh, it sucked because it's kind of bad for you. But my favorite player, Jimmy Butler, is in the NBA Finals. Um, hey, man, it's, it's a cool story. I ain't a hater. He, he's one of my favorite players in the league. I mean, I was a really big jaw guy, but 
I, I do not condone his activities. So uh, until he <laughs> cleans his he cleans his behavior up, uh, Jimmy Butler the number one for now. Dude needs a whooping. <laughs> uh, but we can it's kind of it funny. It's kind of funny because John and Jimmy came from like different, the complete opposite backgrounds, and like Jimmy's <laughs> like. Jimmy was like homeless on like the streets of Chicago, <laughs> and Jaws like the suburbs. Uh, a plummet. What is a plummet for me? Oh, I would say the one plummet is I don't see DeAndre Hopkins joining my favorite football team. So, hell, uh, I hope he does be a Raven, but it doesn't look like it. Look like he's gonna go somewhere else where he can shine. Uh, so that's not great. Uh, <laughs> and also, Danny, I'll raise your plummet. For my summit, my summit is the fact that the Lakers did lose, and that because he didn't have to make the finals. So I'm happy about that. I'm very proud. Okay, of that. that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> I was debating out. on saying that's a summit or a plummet because now we don't have to care about who's the finals. We can just watch as fans. Exactly. There we go. That's my summit. Yeah, I'm with that. See, the Sixers. If we would have made the Eastern Conference Finals. We would have lost either way. So I'm happy we lost in, in the 70s to the Celtics. Yeah. My plummet, obviously. I'm not even going to say it's because the Celtics lost. Jason Tatum rolled his ankle on the first play from scrimmage. Uh, so we just didn't get oh, to see really? a good basketball game. The He's been the best player in the series. Um, and the only shot that the Celtics had of winning was him staying healthy. And the thing... That's the thing with a lot of people is like, oh, like if Luca had this stack team, he'd have an MVP and he'd have a finals MVP already. It's not true. This team is truly built for the structure of Jason Tatum. And if he goes down and you try to build that same, you try to like, okay, well, Jalen Brown plays a similar game. Let's try to do the same thing. It's not going to work, especially when the dude can't go to his left hand. And Derek White is taking big shot, big shots down the stretch, which is no disrespect to him. He's been awesome. But, um, yeah, All I gotta tell you is it was a tough watch. Sixers Twitter. They they were happy. Um well the Sixers are a loser franchise and they'll never win anything as long <laughs> as I'm alive. So I, I, I could care less that. what they have to say. I don't really I don't really care what they have to say. Their best player is an annual playoff dropper and they can expect to appear in no conference finals for as long as he lives in the city of brother, brotherly love. Um that's what I have to say about that. Uh, thank you. Not you. Not coming in directly at you, but I'm coming at you know six or twelve. There's that one. There's that one account. He was like, uh, Jimmy Butler, have fun winning no rings uh, in Miami, and then he was like, I'm happy that uh, that Jimmy beat the Celtics two, two years later. Because Sixers fans didn't realize what they had until it was too late. I realized, trust me, he's the best player in the Oh, yeah, the no, series. the real ones knew. Come on, there was no real Sixers fan who was like, oh, yeah, give me someone who wants to be here over Jimmy Butler. Let's be serious. Y'all didn't want Tobias, Tobias Harris over Jimmy. Over and that's the thing. It never even came Tobias down to Tobias. It was between Bruce Brown and – it was like Bruce Brown and Be- – or not Bruce Brown, Brett Brown and Ben Simmons to Jimmy Butler. And uh, they went with uh, – Simmons and, and Brown, who both were essentially out the door a couple of years later. Uh, nonetheless, uh, while I am talking a lot of crap on the Sixers, the Celtics do have their own issues, and we're not going to try to try not to stay on this long. The Heat Nuggets is a very interesting series that we need to get to. But with the Celtics, um, I posed you this question, Tom. Yeah. What do you do with Jalen Brown? You want to trade him? You want to extend him? 
I've seen mixed takes. I've seen go get Dame Lillard and pair him with Tatum. I think they're in the same situation as they are right now if we go with Dame, except Dame's older than JB. I'm fine with extending Jalen Brown, but he cannot get 35% of their cap space. He he cannot get $300 million. I'd that's be what he's fine worth, with, though, man. Uh, no, he's not. Um, that's he's what he's not going to get, someone, get someone, someone, who, no, someone who can't dribble with their left hand is not worth $300 million. If they gave him 30% of the cap, which would essentially be $240 million, I'm fine with that because that 50 He's it's he's really getting to 290 million. That 50 million dollar gap can definitely serve like you can plug in a very serviceable role player um, that can handle an extra facilitating load, which we just don't seem to have. And Jalen Brown will just have to take a bump on the touches because if he gets the ball in his hand, the play is over. Like <laughs> it, it, it's not going to anybody else. Um, I pose Jason you one more Tatum, question. Go ahead. Where do you see him if he's not a Celtic? Uh, if he's not a Celtic, I can see them pulling. I wouldn't want to pull the trade with Portland unless it is for Damian Lillard. I w- I'm not really interested in Anthony Simons and number three pick, which will probably be Brandon Miller. I would be ecstatic if um, the Hornets were delusional and skipped on Scoot Henderson and that fell to us. But you can't really rely on that. But Brandon Miller, hey. he's a great, he's a great player. He, but he's not. That, neither of those guys are helping this team win now, which is what we don't, need. Don't don't trip. Um, Jalen Brown for Scoot Henderson would be a great trade. I just yeah, yeah but yeah. I'm saying that we'd have to bank on Charlotte. We'd we have to bank on Yellow Eyes messing up. So how about JB um, Rob Will and Marcus Smart for Victor Wembanyama? Uh, the Spurs aren't doing that. <laughs> I would. Yeah, they're not they're, taking Marcus Smart. No thanks. Yeah, like, yeah, no, 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 no. That dude's been stinking the joint up. I need him to get back to playing some real defense. But nonetheless, um, out of any of this, uh, Jason Tatum can finally get wrist surgery. So hopefully, we get that thirty-eight percent from three guy back. The guy that, the guy I know, the guy I predict that could win an MVP, uh, will be back. Um. Jalen Brown, I, I would gladly have him back. He's a 27 point per game scorer, um, but it, it just he can't take up that much of the cap space. It it, it could end up being bad because Tatum, Tatum is un Tatum could tear his ACL right now. They will still ex- give him the extension that he is up for, which is going to be like 320 million dollars. He'll be the highest paid player in NBA history, which is of course an overpay if if you're, if you're you know, putting it in that sense, but regardless, a young player, a 25 year old about to hit his stride is, um, he's definitely, definitely worth it all. Now that you asked me some questions, I'm going to ask you guys some questions. Who are some target players you guys think the Celtics could go after? Who they can go after? I think if the Celtics can go, if they, I think if they lose JB, OG Ananobi would be a great fit for the Celtics. Well, we wouldn't lose JB's on contract for another year. So if we could essentially trade him, is, is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I, I don't know. I think the Celtics could legit talk to Toronto and try to get Scotty Barnes. No, Scotty Barnes I, I is know. a much, I think he's a higher trade value than Jalen Brown. That's the problem. You think? Oh, yes. Scotty Barnes is a point, though. Yeah, hey, he he's a he he's a twenty one year old Swiss Army knife. He's he's valuable. He's very valuable. Yeah, he, 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 he certainly is. After Siakam, like we're, I feel like they're gonna move on from Siakam. I feel like Barnes is gonna be at their focal point. I think it'd be a little difficult. But 
for the Celtics, I think Tony said who would they trade for, right? Or who could they like add as far as pieces go? Mm-hmm. Um, I, and this, I was talking uh, to one of my friends about this the other day. Um, and this may sound a little crazy, but I know Brown. I think Brown and Tatum is a duo you have to keep together. I mean, I'm with you on paying 35 percent of the cap as in as far as Jalen Brown goes. That's a lot, but I think you do want to keep them together. And I think what helps them, I think you try to get Chris Paul for this this reason why. Each place Chris Paul has went, he's raised the team. Like, he's gotten them better, in my opinion. Like, before he got to the Suns, they weren't making the playoffs. Before the when he was on the, the Clippers weren't even a real team until he got there. Bless you. And the Thunder went from nothing to making the playoffs when he was there. And I think at this point, Chris Paul would be, what, 38, 39? I think he would be 39. He, he's the, the guy to where Brown and Tatum will have to – fight for shots. Not saying they're fighting each other, but they're both scorers, so you have to find a way to get past. But he's a two-guard converting to a point guard. Brogdon's a two-guard converting to a point guard. Derek White, you know, they're they're scoring guards. So you don't really have a facilitator over there. I think getting them a real facilitator clears a lot of the problems you have, especially in-game. Because in-game, Jalen Brown won't have 14 seconds to make a terrible play. He'll have six, because you'll get him into the <laughs> offense, and he'll, you'll get him to his spot, and he has one option. And it's to shoot, which what he wants to do. You know what I'm saying? I think it, I think it helps the team. And I think uh, Tim Legler said this on ESPN earlier. He said they need a, a downhill guard so he can play Tatum as the screener more times than not. Times you want, you mean you want the ball in the best player? I get that, but he has to make every play. He has to guard the best player most times. It's it's a lot. So you get him a point guard to where he can be the roller. He can be the catch in the in space and make the next pass. I mean, I think it works wonders for the team and it opens up a lot. And you still can get your three-point shooters the ball. You, you still have the same team. You just have a guard. So I think they need a, a downhill guard that's not a two-guard converting to a point. So I like a Chris Paul. Like, that's why I said I don't, I don't think the Dame – I think I think Dame's great, but I, it's just a similar problem. I think he makes better decisions towards the end of the game. A scorer at the end of the day, he's not necessarily a playmaker. So that's my take on it. Yeah. Another thing is this. I think the Celtics lacked one thing. Um, outside of their shooting was being horrendous. Their shooting's up and down. They shot like lights out against the Sixers, and then they stunk the bed up against uh, the Heat in Game Seven. So you can see they're either gonna shoot like fifty percent or like twenty percent. The last five quarters of basketball, they decided to shoot twenty percent. So they can't really do much about that. I think they can go out and go get a guy like Kelly Oubre or maybe Christian Wood this offseason. Try to add like a small forward or a power forward. That can kind of just give them length because right now their only power forward viable option is Al Horford. Yeah, they ain't cutting yeah. it out. I think that's a that's actually a very good idea. Some big man depth um, will be good for them. No, it's kind of um, sad, man, because like you're you're really rotating through Al Horford and like Rob Will at center, and then like you're just playing like Tatum and Brown at the three and four. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's those are both different out. different recipes recipes for success. Um, and what what thing be around so forever? It, that's all I'll say. So, oh, oh no, and I don't want him to be. Um, and so CP three, the funny thing, the only thing, so CP three on the Celtics would be dope because he's not going to need a lot of shots. The funny thing is imagining because I think the only way we can match that cap space is if we were to send over Jalen Smart Brown. and Brown. I gotta go right. Oh no, no you, you can send Smart and Brogdon, right? And I think they need role players. Not necessarily both of those guys. Yeah. You know, other combinations I was thinking of. So you create, you create a, a scary <laughs> team with Smart and Brogdon in Phoenix, if that happens. That's what I said. I think it helps both sides. I mean, you're getting I don't I'm not even money. sure off the top of my head if the money matches because Chris Paul is making a fat contract. Yeah, he um, is. 
But none, nonetheless, in a in a scenario where we had to trade Jalen Brown over for like CP3 and like a, another role player and like a pick or whatever, um, the the idea of Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and Jalen Brown fighting for contested mid range jumpers makes me laugh. It makes me laugh a lot. Um, but nonetheless, yeah, I like the idea of maybe like some backup, like front court. Depth. I like the idea of CP3, depending on the package we give give up for, because he's an all time like floor raiser. I mean, this team isn't on the floor, but he's also right. He's elevated. He, James Harden's best year was with was with Chris Paul, um, and Shea Gilgis Alexander. He started to really push through, and once he started playing with Chris Paul, and then now you can see the dividends of that work. Devin Booker has now become a perennial All Star, All NBA player, and he's alongside. Uh, Christopher Emmanuel Paul. Um, if you one last option, if the Celtics do decide to move on from Jalen Brown and get younger, there's a guy who are very familiar with who's a free agent named Kyrie Irving on the market. Pairing Kyrie with a now mature Jason Tatum and getting young players around those, those that could work. You put a 31 year old Kyrie Irving and getting younger in the same sentence that talked about 26 year old. No, 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 no. I'm talking about I'm talking about trading Jalen Brown for younger players like Scoot Henderson or Anthony no, Simons in the fourth no. overall pick or third overall pick. No, not and An- then Anthony Simons up. is no. <clears throat> Anthony Simons is is not who people think he is. No, I he's a cool that. 20 point per game scorer and provides nothing else. I agree with you. I agree with you there. Um, but yeah, I no. think there, this team's not Scoot, looking to get you think younger. This team gets this better team. if you get Kyrie, Scoot Henderson, and Tatum there. Uh, well, no, no. So. no. T- t- Kyrie and would I not make that. this team better. And, and this, this is why I tell you, I say that. And like I said, in the, it was definitely not moving Jalen Brown over there. I think that'd be crazy. I was thinking more of a Horford and either smarter, smarter Brogdon to where it fits a need for both squads. Where I think, and I think. If the Celtics were going to give some money to Grant Williams, I like Grant Williams as a serviceable four over there with Robert Williams, and you can move Tatum back to the three. That's kind of what I would think because I don't think they need to change a lot. I think it needs to get a, make a couple of changes and maybe play Robert Williams more than twenty minutes in the playoffs. I don't know, but I think that'll help if Horford was gone because they play him a lot at center because they'd like to move Tatum to the four. So that's why I was, I was thinking like a a little retool. Not even I don't think they should Dame. They, I wouldn't do it for Siakam. You have to have another superstar in my opinion if you're going to trade Jalen Brown. Oh, if you run it, run it the Denver, Denver Nuggets way, just uh, Tatum and, and a bunch of dogs. But uh, that's um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't like the idea of Kyrie on the team, uh, and then alongside another ball dominant guard like Scoot Henderson, when I already am pleading for Jason Tatum to get the ball more. Um, Nonetheless, let's actually talk about the teams that actually won their basketball games because uh, we spent way too much time on the bum ass Celtics. <laughs> Um, Heat versus Nuggets. Nikola Jokic or Jimmy Butler's getting their first ring. And the first question I would pose is whose legacy benefits more from a championship, especially a run of these caliber where on Jokic's side, he, I mean, the Wolves wasn't nothing special, but then he takes out Devin Booker and Kevin Durant in six games. He then beats LeBron and Anthony Davis, of course, alongside the help of his team. Like, like let's talk about this overall run by the team. They then sweep LeBron and Anthony Davis, uh, who they were having a magical second half of the year run. And then you got the Heat, who were the AC. They were like three minutes away from just not being in the playoffs. And then they get in upset, like a hurt Bucks team. But Giannis definitely got back in time to do something about it. And uh, nothing happened. They get to the second round. They beat a very 
uh, entertaining Knicks team who defeated all odds uh, this season. Um, definitely proved me wrong. And then uh, got up 3-0 on championship favorite team, Boston Celtics. A uh, couple games slide, but then, you know, to go back on the road in game seven and get a very commanding win, regardless if, you know, Tatum twists his ankles or not, is still uh, – it, it's impressive nonetheless. And, um, yeah, I just want to know, who who benefits more from a ring? Would it be Jokic and his squad, or would it be Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat? I think – the Denver, so I think the Denver Nuggets benefit more as a team from winning, but I think Jimmy Butler adds more to his legacy by winning. Jokic was the I one seed. See. Jokic was expected to come to the playoffs and dominate. Oh Jimmy Butler, no, no, oh no, 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 we're not doing. Name one person who picked the Denver Nuggets to win a championship. Not me. Uh. I'm not saying. No I, said, I said. No I, I said come in the playoffs and dominate. I didn't say win a championship because he came in the playoffs and dominated the first two series and the third series. What? But, but I'm so I'm what I'm confused on is that this is the most. This was probably the most disrespected one seed I've seen in a while. I agree. He was you. not. They were not expected to come in. They weren't expected to come in and make a run. Uh, well, he's gonna dominate personally because you know that. You know what? I get what you're saying. I, I do get what you're saying, but like, we ain't gonna sit here and act like the Nuggets were the favorites. For they weren't they even top. Three. I agree. They they weren't like, even top three out of their seed, own conference. A one seed carries a different. Uh, I, I guess like knowing you should you know knowing they're a one seed, you expect them to be better. With the Utah Heat being Jazz an eight were a one seed, with Heat being I know, but the Utah Jazz we knew were fraud throughout the year. And the Nug and the Nuggets haven't. They didn't. Prove much else. A lot of people didn't pick them. That's all I'm gonna say. The, they were the most disrespected one seed I've seen in a while. That's fair. Um, well, all I say is, I think Jimmy Butler adds more to his legacy. Going from an eight seed, two minutes away from being eliminated from the playoffs in a play-in game, to beating the one, two, and like what the Knicks, the five seed, six seed, five seed, but they they dismantled the four seed like that. That's a that's a mean five seed. So yeah, they. It's even more special. Yeah. So, like, I think the Knicks actually gave a side. Like, the, the Knicks were neck and neck with the Heat all game, every game. Like, there, there was games where, where the Celtics looked lifeless. Like, the Celtics battled back. I'll give them their props. Like, they, they battled back from 3 0, something that four teams have ever, only ever done. But the Knicks looked like they, like, they didn't have, like, they could, they were punching back. And that's something that the two other teams were not doing. I feel it. Yeah. So, so Chris, who who's benefiting more from a ring? Would it be Nikola Jokic or Jimmy Butler? Um, I kind of think the opposite of, of Danny here. I think um, I think the Heat as a whole benefit from a ring because it does a couple of things. It solidifies again Heat culture and the whole thing they've been preaching about. You can just plug in next man up, next man play. Like it, it literally would be the embodiment of that with Caleb Martin getting robbed. I mean, Cody Martin, whichever Martin, getting robbed for K- K- it was it was Caleb. Cody Cody's kicking it in yeah, Charlotte Caleb. still. Cody's with my boy Melo. Sorry, but yeah, Caleb. Um, I think he got robbed for East Coast MVP. But all jokes aside, it's like they it'll prove that heat culture is a real thing and that you can kind of plug and play guys as long as you have guys going to play hard and good leadership. So I think the Heat would benefit a lot from winning as a whole. I'll, 
And I, I say the Heat as a whole because I don't know what Jimmy's legacy really is. Like, you know, and I'm not sure what this championship would do to solidify it because I don't really know exactly what it is. But I will say, I think Jokic, even over the Heat, I think he benefits the most of winning a championship out of anything. Like, been saying that his numbers are fluff, it's all because of the advanced stats, um, all these things. The two MVPs wasn't worth it. Like, people were saying a lot of stuff. And I think it'll prove that, like I said, he's on a magical run. He's on a Dirk-like run. I'll, I'll give that I think he's on a Dirk-like run. Uh, and I think him getting a championship, it'll solidify him in that top seven big man of all time. And I think that's huge because I and, and the reason I said that, I don't think Jimmy Butler getting a ship would make him a top 10 swing of all time. And as unfortunate as that is, I think Jimmy Butler is a great player. But I don't think it really does that. I think for Jokic, of course, you got to count the Western Conference Finals MVP now, but he gets that and the Finals MVP to go along with two MVPs already. It, it's I think that's a, a real legacy mover for real. In my opinion, if Nikola Jokic wins a Finals MVP, we talked about this on the last episode if you want to see him more in depth, but I think if he wins that Finals MVP, he's the sixth best center of all time. He's a two-time MVP. He'll be a one-time Finals MVP. And, uh, and, and the thing with, like, revisionist, like, it's easy to look back at Dirk's run and be like, oh, he had no all-stars and no all-NBA teammates. I'm like, yeah, yeah well, he had some – uh, Yeah, uh, all right. Like, this wasn't the best version of Jason Kidd I've ever seen in my life, but damn it, it was Jason Kidd, okay? <laughs> like, like, come on, man. And we Sean had Jason Marion, Kidd. by the way. You asked Sean Marion, Marion, who's never made an all-defensive team? Weird. Like, like that's funny. that's so out of context. He's one of, like, he's a great wing, de- wing defender and one of the best in the 2000s. Um, and then you Jason Terry, who's yep. always been a guy who shot the lights out. But anyway, talk about the here and now. Nikola Jokic. Oh, and I talked to Oh, and, and Tyson Chandler running the paint. But my point is with Nikola Jokic, like, it, it's still a great run. But what I'm saying, like, Jamal Murray's been nuts. And Michael Porter Jr. seems to just get better every single game. Bruce Brown um, is a dog. Uh, he's hit When he hits his shots, he's, he's super effective. I would just say, like, 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 to be real, like, a ring, like, what does that do for Jimmy? But, like, does it put him over Paul George all the time? Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know exactly who we're leaping here because like he doesn't have the accolades to leap a guy like, or, or the numbers of the accolades that jump a guy like CP three, but Hey, he's going to have a championship though. Uh, it, it's hard. Well, it's crazy. Jimmy, Jimmy I'm putting him over career. Joel Embiid. If he wins the championship. Uh, I don't know how much you weigh MVPs in terms of, and championships. Uh, Embiid would definitely be higher than, Jimmy Butler when it's all said and done. When it's all said and in done, in my I opinion. Agree, but yeah, in my but opinion, because like, Jimmy Butler's when Jimmy's done so. dragging your team through a championship. Oh no, we ain't doing that either. We we are not doing that either. <laughs> We're not doing that either. He hasn't been. That, the, he he is. He's not. He hasn't carried anything since the first round. In the Knicks, in the Knicks series, he averaged twenty four points per game, and he missed that's the a game. Gr- that's a, yeah. that's great. That. 24 points per game is great. For him, yes. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's not no, carrying. No, I, I think that's the team. point. I think, I think that's the point, Tone. I think that's the point. And I think that proves the point of how, like, much Jimmy would, like, jump somebody. Because Jimmy hasn't had many PPG seasons. And he would be jumping, like, like, like just ask this question. Would you put now, if Jimmy Butler wins the championship, would you put him over Dominique Wilkins all the time? Probably not. And Dominic Wilkins doesn't have any – I don't think he doesn't have a championship, I'm almost sure. So that, that was my thing. I was like, like, I don't know what a ship and the Finals MP really does for him, like, all time-wise. 
current players yeah, and to be, all time, I think it would be difficult. And to be quite frank, in, in the Celtic series, he put together like two full entirely good games. Two. And he won and he won the Eastern Conference Finals MVP. And his counting stats are gonna look nice and cute next to Caleb Martins, but five for twenty-one at home, game six, a limit uh closeout game. He didn't turn it on until the fourth quarter and they lost. You can look right at him because Caleb Martin played well. Caleb Martin shot 49% from three of the series and 60% from the field. Like his 19 points per game is so much more effective than Jimmy's 23. Like it's it's not even funny. And Caleb, Caleb Martin, Martin it, like, very good. Yeah, no, no, I'm just telling you, like Jimmy Butler is not doing the carry job that people think he is, and I needed to get that off my chest. Like, this dude is not like this isn't Dirk-esque. This isn't like D-Wade 06-esque. This isn't 2018 LeBron. Like, I'm telling you, this dude has dogs around him. Duncan Robinson has been awesome this series. He went from unplayable to freaking amazing. Caleb Mara went from nine points per game to 19 points per game at the Easter Conference Finals. Gabe Vincent's getting a bag from the San Antonio Spurs this offseason. Best believe it. And all the, I mean, credit to all these guys stepping up. And then he is a top five coach ever. Eric Spoelstra is amazing. He lost game six and got to the podium and was like, yo, if we could tip off right now, I'd do it. Because he knew. Like, he, it, it took three games to, like, really put the final stamp on it, but he knew what to do. Uh, so yeah, well, Jimmy's run has been amazing. I- I'm not doing that. He, he had a great, he had a great first round. He averaged 38 points per game in the first round, but he did not carry them this playoff run. The Knicks played phenomenal on him. Yes. He had the hurt ankle and he sat out the game, but nonetheless, who do y'all have heat or nuggets? And in how many games I would like to hear Danny first. I'm going last actually. No, you're going first. I'm thinking the Miami heat in six games. Okay, and do you, and we had this conversation the other day. Do you have any logic to back it up outside of Tom logic. Foolery, outside of Tom Foolery and the power of friendship? Um, no, I have a lot of logic. Um, I think the Miami Heat can continue what they've done in the Eastern Conference Finals, can continue what they did in Round One, beating an upset, and can continue what they've been doing all year long, is upsetting better teams. Um, that's not bad. That 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 that's. Like I said, the power of friendship and tomfoolery, uh, because what they've been doing is shooting the ball well, and what the Nuggets have been doing is shooting the ball better. And they also have the best player in the series, and they also have the better second best. Bam Adebayo has proven he can strap those big, lanky, goofy ass players like uh, like Giannis. He couldn't. He couldn't Embiid. strap. He couldn't strap Robert Williams. Be for real. If Anthony Davis went out there and was getting 30-point dribble-doubles do- dropped on his head, I'm so cool off of Bam Adebayo trying to guard <laughs> Nikola Jokic. Day to day was hurt. Come on. Who was hurt? Day to day Davis was hurt. He, no, he, he, was, he, he was complaining about every every single thing that happened to him. So what does that have to do with him getting a 30-point dribble-double dropped on his head? He's the best He's the best perimeter defender. Enough, at he, he's not fast enough. He's, he's not fast enough for Jokic. Bam is. He, it's not like Simple. it's not like he was getting beat off the drive. He was getting posted up. Like it's not like Nikola Jokic is out here. Oh, Hezzy cross tween. Like he's not doing that to nobody. Like, no man. I, I I don't know what you watched out of Bam last series to make you think that he's going to be able to stop Nikola Jokic. I don't know what you saw out of Nikola Jokic to make you think that anybody is stopping this man. But the man that has gave him the most problems ever has been DeAndre Ayton, and he lit his ass up for thirty four games. 
Okay. So little John Stockton yep. better. Okay. Yep. We're falling back on the tomfoolery with that pick. Chris, who do you got? Heat or Nuggets and in how many games? I think it's going to be so crazy because I think it really depends on how game one goes. I know that sounds cliche because, I mean, every series depends on it, but I think that he can steal a game. I think they can win in seven games. But because I don't think they're going to, and I'm going to stick with my guns that he have to lose at some point, I got the Nuggets in five. And the reason I have them in five, I think the, I think the Heat get a game at home. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I have the Nuggets in uh, in six. I think the Knicks, I think the Heat will get two games at home. I think they will. And but I think the other game, I think the Nuggets will just kind of just kind of outlast. One thing that he had been able to do is like kind of stop people when they had to, whether that's with the zone or just with their, you know, regular man-to-man defense. And I've said on the show 50 times how I think Bam is the defense player of the year every year because I think he guards one through five better than anybody. But I think Jokic is going to give him trouble. Unless Spolster goes to zone again. I think he, I think Spolster is a smart enough coach to understand you have to mix the defense up against Jokic. So I think that'll be interesting too. Like I said, Spolster is going to, Spolster and Mike Malone are really good coaches. And I think Mike Malone is an underrated coach for real. I think he's really you No know, game so six. I'm excited to see the chess match that happens too in there. Oh, go ahead. Game six is the first time that he lost at home. Yeah. And, and no, game four too. was. I think the, they I lost think game four. Is. Yes, they lost game four against the Celtics. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, four. Because if, if they didn't, four, yeah, yeah. we'd have this conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apologies. Yeah, yeah. Jokic, for four uh, and six. No, no, no. You're good. Yeah. I think Jokic helps if the Heat do play zone too. Like, so I think the Nuggets have an answer for almost everything that Heat have pulled out so, so far as far as like matchups and schemes and stuff like that. Um, so I think Jokic. The Nuggets have not lost at home. Really? They they haven't lost at home. That's what I was gonna say. I think I think Jokic will really prove finals. I mean, prove MVP and finals MVP in this series. I think he's gonna be the focal point of every single thing. I'll tell you this: if the Heat can win one in Denver, it's gonna be very good series. I know Tony's picking the Denver Nuggets in five games. So I am because they're a better basketball team. There's not a single thing the Miami Heat do better than the Denver Nuggets. Um. And that's that's a thing that I said, in like in our conference finals episode, where I was like, the Nugget, like the Celtics have the talent of the Nuggets, but they don't have the brains of the Nuggets. Like they don't have the tendency to play stupid. Like they the have tendency a nug- to go away from for a brain. The Celtics yeah, have like Nuggets the, for a brain. You're I think, and I think the Brown. big difference, the dip, the big difference between those teams is Missoula and Malone, where Malone doesn't play that. Like he doesn't play. Like this is this is by far the best coach that. Spolstra has seen in the playoffs since, I guess, Ime Udoka last year. Uh, and he still outcoached Udoka. Uh, it just came down to the Celtics being super talented and Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum playing awesome. Yeah, I'm going to take the Nuggets. It came down to Jimmy Butler missing that three. Oh, well, that's Jimmy Butler's fault. He had Al Horford one-on-one and decided not to bust his ass and go to the rim he decided to go for the win because he was tired and did not want to do overtime because he knew what was going to happen exactly a foot further and we wouldn't be talking about the heat going back to back uh but he didn't he left it shorty popinski because he can't shoot threes um yesterday yesterday he was uh he was on one on shooting threes Hey, that's and that's that's uh phenomenal for him. Um yeah, he doesn't take him a lot and he don't make him a lot either, but he was him yesterday. Yeah, Jokic is um here's the thing. It, the zone 
I don't think will be as effective on the Denver Nuggets simply because the mastermind on the court is Nikola Jokic. Um, if if they do the same thing the Celtics did, where they get Jokic in that foul line area and just dump it to him, and then he's looking around looking for shooters, he could easily just pump one dribble, just floater. Like he's he's capable of doing that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So he's the most annoying player to watch. Who Jokic? Yes. It's so Embiid annoying fan. to watch. Embiid, Embiid, Embiid guy, by the way. Embiid guy, by the way. Hey, and let me tell. Hey, Tom, let me ask you a question right quick before, before we move on. Mm-hmm. When we do, I yeah. would talk to my my homie and one of my my old coaches about when he just, he waited too late. He waited to game four. I don't know if you remember this. He waited to game four to actually put Jason Tatum in the middle of the zone, which was so weird to me because he was playing five shooters or most times playing Horford at the five and then having shooters on the court. It was so weird to me that he waited four games to put Tatum in the middle of the court to where now you have your best player and best decision maker, in my opinion, with the ball in his hands, one-on-one against, I mean, you're against the best defender, but if he starts cooking a little bit like he did, they had to start helping and you get open threes instead of contested step back, Marcus Smart threes. So I just want to know. The Celtics yeah. hit contested threes against the Sixers. They missed open threes against the Heat. Except Tobias Harris out there, they didn't, they didn't respect him. They thought it was J. Cole. You they don't keep bringing him, up bro. these goddamn Sixers like your best players didn't combine for 24 points. They ain't lose because the Sixers were, were the Celtics were making their shots. Y'all lost because Embiid and Harden stuck up the joint for two fucking nights in a row. If Damn Tatum it. didn't hurt his ankle, then I, I could say the same thing. But I, I respect Tatum. I mean, Pretty, even if you didn't, the, he, he rode his ankle. Where your, Danny Cole's respect does not lie on uh, – <laughs> like his his ankle rolled regardless. Like he sprained his ankle uh, regardless on the first play of the game. And he doesn't have any like if this was like third quarter, yeah, you probably play through it. Like you could probably play pretty normally. You got adrenaline at that point, but to do it in the first quarter and then you get pulled with four minutes left, which is still the stupidest thing that Joe Mazzola has ever done is pull Tatum first out of anybody. Um and then he didn't get back in until the second quarter. And then it was halftime. It's just like he never really got to uh, get going, but nonetheless, I got Nuggets in five. Chris has Nuggets in six. Danny has tomfoolery and the power of friendship in six. And this could this could be good hoops. Like I do have it in five, but I I do have the I'm Nuggets in five. But I do think this five. is going to be awesome. I do think That's it's awesome going to be game. awesome. Like like no blowouts. Like straight clutch moments. Jamal Murray. And, and and Jimmy Butler going shot for shot while Nikola Jokic abuses Bam Adebayo. Caleb Martin coming down to earth and averaging nine points per game again because we all know that was fake, not real. And Gabe Vince is going to be back on his New York stuff, and he's going to be the one averaging 18 points per game because, I, 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 I look, I mess with both of them, but I need to see Caleb. It's either – look, it's either Caleb Martin still averages 19 points per game and I live with it, or – I don't know. Actually, no. What? Maybe, maybe either way, I won't with it. Maybe we just maybe the Boston Celtics just birthed a star, <laughs> or be happy or about it. Know. Maybe, maybe he's gonna be a Celtic eventually. He was uh, a Laker look, at a point uh, in a practice facility. Just want to let know. <laughs> yes, he, he, was. Uh, he was. Max Schroes was a Celtic at one point. That was, was uh dope. But um, let's get into our fun segment where I can stop yelling about tomfoolery and stuff. We are going to be drafting all-time ringless players. So how it works is we are such, we're we're drafting the best players that never won a championship. I'll get the first pick. Chris gets the second one. Danny will get the third pick and then the first pick of the next round because we're doing it in a snake draft. Um, and now that I think about it, um, 
this is kind of hard, and I'm kind of just going off vibes here. Uh, but I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Allen Iverson with my first pick because he's cool, and I really I like can't that. think of anyone else right now. I don't mind that. That's really valid. For my for my second for my first pick, I'm going with uh, one of my favorite players of all time, uh, Tracy Crack, the podium McGrady. That's my guy. Uh, T Mac has no rings, and it's a real tragedy. Tragedy, and I hate it for him. But T Mac's one of the greatest scores I've ever seen with my two eyes. So T Mac's my guy. I like that. With my first pick, I'm going with one of my favorite players, Russell Westbrook. Nice. That's why. Oh, that yeah, that's good pick. And then you got another, so you could little, pair a little something nasty with uh, with Russell. And, and if you pick who I think you're picking, you just snap like I thought you would. Oof. Am I in your brain, Ben? Am I in your brain? Philadelphia 76er. He got drafted the same year as Jordan. Give me Charles Barkley. Oh, uh, nice. Got the round I, mound. I thought Damn you were going to go somewhere else. I thought you were going somewhere Damn. else. But I'm going to go there since you didn't. I got it. I got it. I'm going to get Westbrook's old backcourt mate, James James and T-Mac. Yeah. Nice. I like that. That's just a whole lot of that's that's just a whole lot of buckets if I if we're being quite honest. Our defense um, won't be great, but who cares? Uh dang, so I picked Allen Iverson. I don't really want to go with another guard. Um, but damn it, there there hey, there's a, a fair share of bigs out there that have not won a title, and I'm not gonna go in a certain man's direction. But I do need a I do need a bit. I, I'm not gonna draft like Jokic or anything because like Oh, he's gonna be first on my list. <laughs> yeah, I, I ain't gonna draft Jokic. I'm not I'm not doing that. Uh, I'm actually gonna go with uh LeMickey, who's actually only 10 in the final. Uh, I'm just playing. Um uh, this might be a, I don't know if this is an underrated pick. I'm gonna pick Paul George. Again, this is all off vibes, man. Allen Iverson and Paul George on the same team, that's that's so smooth. That's so vibes. That's just like, like buckets. <laughs> like we just we just roll with his it. Life dream. His life dream. Oh, and then I guess I would have the last pick because this has to be my third pick. Um, man, who would I? Oh, with my with my third pick, you know what? Gibby. Oh no, I can't even say. I was gonna say Dwight Howard. He got that. Uh, I oh, got that so ring old. right in the pine in the bubble. Mm. All right. Wow. Now I, I got to dig deep for like a like Not a well. good – but I don't have to dig too deep. I could probably think of like a couple guys. Um, You know, it just it, – it's it's all vibes. I'll, I'll take Chris Paul. I, I'm going to take Chris Paul. Like it's all vibes. It's, it's bag stuff. It's – we're not rebounding. We're just going to score and have fun. Win, lose, or draw. Just have fun. <laughs> and then Chris and then Danny gets the last pick. Good Lord. Well, yeah. Uh, well, James Harden, I have point Harden. Also, I have then you got T-Mac. Tracy McGrady. I need somebody to shoot the ball. Ball head player, Reggie Miller. Now I have James, Reggie, and T-Mac. So Reggie was going to be my pick, but instead, I'll play bully ball and get Dominique Wilkins. Not, damn it, damn it. That was much better. Yeah, it's tough. Well, make sure y'all comment down below who has the best team. I don't expect anyone to pick mine, but if you're cool, you will. If you understand where I'm trying to go, you see the vision. You trying to tell me Russ, Charles Barkley, and Dominique Wilkins wouldn't win you a chip? 
well, they couldn't Close. win a chip themselves, so I well, don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, they have it. That's the point of this. None of these dudes would. Yo, I have a great idea. Ready? So you take all the NBA players who hadn't won a chip in their career, and you get them on a three-on-three tournament. So someone is bound to win a championship. Mine wins for vibes. I mean, Allen Iverson's made into one with the Kimmy Mutombo as his second best teammate. Uh, Paul George took Miami Braun to seven, and Christopher Emmanuel Paul was a hammy away from his first final. So, hey, man. Uh, yeah. Throw back to when, so, yeah. when uh, yeah. th- throw back to when uh Paul George was getting uh gamed every single time. Dame Lillard, bye bye. Uh, and you know what? I respect that more. I, I I highly respect that because it takes a man, it takes a real man to just go out there and guard the, the because whoever's shooting the game winner is probably the hottest player on the court. Shout out Paul George. He's going out there guarding the hottest man on the court every single time. Yeah. And he just getting gamed and gamed and gamed. And like a lot of the times, it's just like it's just like shots you just shouldn't put up. Like it's just the shots aren't real, and he plays good defense. But yeah, nonetheless. It was another fun episode. Um, of course, we'll be back next week. Uh, this is getting recorded on Tuesday. It's going to be out on Wednesday. But, yeah, we'll be back next week. Hopefully the finals, they shouldn't be over by then, and hopefully it's not 3-0 by then. I hope the uh, – I hope yeah, both teams are winning some type of games at the very least. But, then again, make sure you subscribe, like on the YouTube channel. If you're listening to all audio platform, make sure you pre-download, like, give us a five-star rating so that we can climb the charts – uh, for sports podcasts, uh, Danny and Chris, anything to say before we get on out of here? I got nothing to say. Um, I have. Uh, if we were going to pick five players, I was going to pick uh, Patrick Ewing at the five, and uh, I didn't have a power for it uh, because I was going to pick Charles Barkley. Thanks a lot, Danny. Uh, yeah, that's it. I know it really didn't mean anything, but I want to share that with everybody who's listening. Yeah, no, I was thinking of a certain power forward, but I was just like, no. No, I think we're all connecting here due to Danny staying a little John Stockton earlier. And I, I, I was thinking about picking John Stockton too, but no, he's a weirdo as well. So uh, I, I was going to pick Kevin Garnett, but I forgot he got that fake championship with Doc Rivers. No offense to him. <laughs> it's, no, it's no offense to you. It's only offense to Doc no, Rivers. No, 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 no. Doc Rivers, Rivers is so fake, bro. He's Man, if I, had to, if I had to add a two guard and a center to my team, give me Vince Carter and Dikembe Mutombo. You gotta watch out for those. Did Mutombo get one? Did Mutombo get one? No, he didn't. He didn't. Yeah, he did. See, you gotta watch out for those like sneaky old people who just got one near the end of their career, like Jason Kidd, sneaky old person who got Literally. one at the end of his career. Steve sneaky. Nash didn't get one coaching or on the on the Ooh, court. Steve Nash. Steve Nash was a pick that I definitely just flew by, but I picked Alan Iverson with my this first pick, so loser. Uh, I'll, I'll live with it. Oh, Elgin Baylor no, too. Did he go? Did Elgin Baylor go like zero for eight? Oh, we didn't pick Mello. Oh man. Oh, we, we might stink. We stink. Nah, 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 nah. Mello not a top nine player, man. All the players that we got. Nah, Mello. Mello's. I think Mello's probably better all the time than Paul George, but but George has vibes. Yeah. If we were to make some last second switches, uh. <laughs> and then Kyrie, Kyrie, uh, like Kyrie is one of the most clutch moments ever in finals history, but he's so ringless in my mind. He's so ringless. Because you just forget about that. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, he's so ringless in my head because he won so early. 
Um, and I'm not gonna pick. Like, I wasn't gonna pick guys like like Jason Tatum and Luka Doncic. That's just. I was gonna pick Demarcus no. Cousins. He was on my. He was on my brain. I just saw a highlight of him the other day. I like and I like Bugs and stuff. I think. Yeah. But nonetheless, thank you guys for tuning into another episode from DC, CB, and AP. We will catch you guys next week. Let me take away.